Ahoy there, podcast lovers. Welcome to another episode of Magicast.ai, the podcast that brings you all things magical and educational. I'm your host, and yay! I am not a robot anymore. So, today's episode is all about the educative radio in Radio San Gabriel. Now, imagine this, it's March 15, 1955, and in the charming town of Penis, Radio San Gabriel Arcangel is founded with a mission to evangelize and educate the Imira population. They distribute 20 pre-tuned radios to 20 group centers, so people could listen to educational programs about agriculture, literacy, and music. That's pretty awesome, right? But wait, it gets even more interesting. The director of Radio San Gabriel, Father Diego Press, and Luis Cadena embark on a journey to Colombia. Their mission? To learn from Radio Sudatenza, a renowned educational radio station. They wanted to see firsthand the fantastic work they were doing in radio communication. Upon their return, Father Diego Press decides to amp up the station's power, increasing the transmitter's wattage from 500 to 1,000. Talk about a power surge. Gotta make sure the Imira folks get their dose of educational goodness. Fast forward to 1966, and Radio San Gabriel starts working in two parts. The central station stays in Penis, while the recording studios and educational staff move to the city of La Paz. It's like a radio split personality, but in a good way. In 1970, Herbal and Radio San Gabriel, yep, that's our star radio station, sign a groovy agreement with the Ministry of Education and Culture. They wanted to provide systematic courses in literacy, adult education, and popular education through radio programs. Let's be honest, learning through radio is way cooler than reading textbooks, right? And guess what? In 1971, Radio San Gabriel cranks up the power even more, reaching 7 kilowatts. Now, they were really making waves, in a non-literal sense, of course. By 1972, Radio San Gabriel bids farewell to Penis and moves permanently to the bustling city of La Paz. On June 15 of the same year, they inaugurate the academic year of the San Gabriel Radio Schools. The event was attended by the Minister of Education, the Archbishop of La Paz, the Soviet Union Ambassador, and thousands of farmers from the Pasinas provinces. It was a real star-studded affair. One of the goals of Radio San Gabriel was to provide direct services to the farmers in their own communities. They didn't want them to come all the way to the city for assistance. Talk about convenience. In 1976, as Radio San Gabriel gained more popularity, the Marinal Fathers decided to step back from the communication and educational work. They handed over the reins to the Archdiocese of La Paz, specifically Monsignor Jamie Calderon. But not before a little detour, they appointed Dr. Umberto Calderon Manrique as interim director. Phew. What a roller coaster ride. Now, let's fast forward to the 80s. In 1980, Radio San Gabriel played a vital role in social protests against the government's anti-populist measures. They provided a platform for the Imira farmers to voice their concerns and ideas. The power of radio, huh? But alas, in 1980, the radio was silenced for three months due to a coup d'etat. The government just had to spoil the party. We can't keep the Imira silenced, people. But fear not, because in 1982, the Archbishop of San Luis in the United States, Father Luis Casey, and Mother Ellen Ross came to the rescue. 
They provided land and a building in Alto Sapacachi for the offices and studios of Radio San Gabriel. Muy bien. In 1995, as Radio San Gabriel celebrated its 40th anniversary, they intensified their efforts to reach the Aymira people, not only in catechism and literacy, but also as a school of life, promoting cultural values in their own language, Aymira. Talk about embracing diversity and preserving heritage. Sadly, in 1997, the director of Radio San Gabriel passed away in Spain. His passing brought about a week-long mourning period at the radio station, complete with suspending programs and playing solemn music. They even held a symbolic funeral with all the customs and traditions of the Aymira people. It was a true celebration of his life and legacy. With a new director in charge, Radio San Gabriel underwent reorganization and created two subdirectorates for SOD and radio. The radio station wanted to consolidate its human resources and infrastructure. Looking towards the future, huh? In February 2001, the radio made its final move from La Paz to El Alto, without stopping any programs. They settled in the lively Plaza de la Cruz, and let me tell you, it's a hub of pedagogical and communication infrastructure. They even have a theater for cultural activities. Can you say, radio with flair? In 2003, Radio San Gabriel came to the realization that its reach expanded not only nationally to La Paz, Oro, and Potosí but also internationally to the Peruvian towns along Lake Titicaca and northern Chile. Talk about taking over the airwaves. The radio station operates on two wavelengths, medium wave with a power of 25 kilowatts and a frequency of 620 kilohertz, and short wave with 5 kilowatts and a frequency of 6080 kilohertz. Now that's some serious radio energy. But wait, there's more. In 1985, the system radiofonico San Gabriel decided, hey, let's create an FM radio station. And just like that, FM Color 101 was born. It became one of the most popular local FM stations, providing music in Spanish for the city dwellers. No more missing out on the latest tunes for the Imira folks. Well, my fellow podcast enthusiasts, that wraps up our magical journey into the educative radio world of Radio San Gabriel. I hope you enjoyed this enlightening episode and learned a thing or two. Until next time, stay tuned and always keep that radio dial turned to Magicasta AI. This is your host, signing off with laughter and excitement. Ahaha. Uh-huh.